On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, we're going to recap Michigan State's win over Notre Dame on the proverbial hardwood, and then we're going to preview Michigan State taking on Duke in the Champions Classic. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Spartans. It is Tuesday, December 1st. I guess. I, guess. I just I looked know. at the calendar and I was like, oh my god. I'm still trying to process last March, but okay, sure. December. Yeah, let's just go right to December, I guess. Fine. I guess it's December. Okay. Uh, I'm your host, Will Hunter. I guess that's true too, yeah. I am joined by the President, King, Supreme Leader... Of the oh. Foster Lawyer fan club, <laughs> oh, Matt Sheehan. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <sighs> I'm doing good. Um, I didn't even wait, ask did how you, you were doing. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Hold on. Matt, how me... are you? It's okay. I mean, you're fine. You've had a day, buddy. It, it, parenthood, baby. It's, mm-hmm. uh, hey, it's glamorous. It's it's good. No, he's, uh, it's, it's great to have around, but boy, wow. Kids cry. Well, it's, uh, hmm. mm. It appears uh, of time some days. Yeah, it <laughs> hey, uh, it, it do be like that sometimes. Hey, what it do, baby? But you know what? We're not going to be crying about the MSU Duke game tonight, baby. <laughs> Ooh, we, that's not a guaranteed win, by the way. No, that's just yeah, like, uh, hey, it's going to be a fun game to watch, chill. and we'll have a good time doing it. That that that's what that meant to be. I'm not trying to jinx the team out of a win here. That was more of a. It'll be an entertaining evening tonight, Will. Still got plenty of scars from the uh, the old Duke Blue Devils. Got an you know, a couple of shots in there as well, but it's it's like fourteen to two, isn't it? You're like thirteen. Yeah, but to like two. one of those wins in that two wins is so massive that yeah. I honestly can, both can of them truly are. say I don't care about that record. Both both of them are. Yeah. I, so I'll, I'll take I'll, I'll take that too. Yeah, if you could down a generational team with the walk on bearing <laughs> the, the deciding three pointer, like you know what, you could have your fourteen. Fine, whatever. Yeah, you win the Big Ten ACC challenge. Who cares? Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Or this weird old Champions Classic that's taking place in Durham yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, it is what it yeah. is. Yeah, and the, that Sweet Sixteen game in two thousand whatever year it was that never happened. So we don't even need to talk about I that. I have no idea what you're talking about. No memory. No. On today's show, we are going to uh, recap. The win over Notre Dame and sort of give our thoughts on this team through just two games, but still, I think we can have some thoughts now that they've so. played yeah. a Power Five opponent. Granted, it seems like going to be a, a mediocre one. We'll see what Notre Dame ends up being, yeah. uh, but we can, you know, form together some thoughts for a couple segments, and then in segment three, we're going to break it down. We're going to talk about. Michigan State and Duke. We might just swing into that halfway through segment two. We'll see how the show's going. Yeah. Uh, when we run out of steam with the, uh, the the recap of Notre Dame, we'll get into Duke. But that's the plan for today's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast, Matt. Yes, Will. I have oh. unlocked a ton of premium posts at spartanswill.substack.com. Very nice. Okay. Free okay. for all for maybe another day. I'm feeling generous. 25% off as well for your first 12 months, and you get a free week trial when you sign up. As always, spartanswill.substack.com. My Northwestern film room is up there, so go check it out. Are you ready? Absolutely, Will. Let's ride, baby. Fantastic. Uh, I got a take. I know this is normally Take Tuesday. We're not doing Take Tuesday. Go on anyway, though. But I got a take. 
Take it. Take take me away, Will. This team mm-hmm. has a very real chance yeah. to be Tom Izzo's mm-hmm. most versatile team ever. I, uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that you're wrong. I, 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 no. I, I, after the first two games, listen, hey, I, I know it's Notre Dame. I know that's not like the sexiest team out of the sure. ACC, but like they're still a decent team. Okay, like they still have some solid players, whatever. Sure, Eastern Michigan, yeah, you beat them by like a thousand points, whatever. Yeah, but like, whatever. Man, you you could just see it, regardless of who the opponent is, you could just see it already this season. Well, they have made 30 field goals. They have gone unassisted in those 60 field goals just seven times. Mm. And two of them were offensive putbacks in the Eastern mm-hmm. Michigan game. This team shares the ball. This team can yes. slice you up and cut you up into many, many pieces many different ways. I absolutely love what this team is all about on offense. And my goodness gracious, if you want a theme for this basketball season, it is going to be me singing the praises of how great this team is defensively because my goodness gracious... They are as versatile on defense as they are on offense. And you don't really hear about like versatility on defense a lot when it comes to basketball because yeah, offense is the more sexy side of the ball. There's three oh, yeah. levels of scoring. Oh, sexy. Folks, there's three levels of defense too, and Michigan State I, does all three pretty, pretty, pretty well so far. Like the Notre Dame mm-hmm. game when they were up like, what, six or what have you in the first half? I wasn't that bothered by it because Notre Dame got to that six-point lead by hitting some very tough shots. Like that yeah. was like, oh yeah, that was the old tip your hat. Holy smokes! Yeah, we're you losing. You see but that flipping? Absolutely. That was not going to last long, and it didn't because when you go on twenty-six, oh runs well. That's what happens. So yeah, it's so, a very versatile team. Probably the most versatile since the 2013-14 team. Maybe, maybe it's yeah a little. That's who comes to mind. Yeah, there, there's different skill sets certainly because that team. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they ran some screen and roll type stuff, but you know, like Gary Harris on the wing and Adrian sure. Payne as a big with different skill set. Like they're, yeah, they had different ways of attack. But like Appling, Costello, Appling, Dawson yeah. in the mix. Ooh. Let's just, yeah, let's just categorize and run through what this team has in terms of like just an offensive attack. Yeah, please. So different ways they can play and beat you. Mm-hmm. So you've got just a start, a stretch four, and Joey Hauser that can pass, and yeah, I know there's been some sloppy moments, but he's also obviously very fluid, very smooth passer, very skilled, very smart, and can just sort of operate like a point forward in the high post, dribble handoff stuff. Like, we're going to see a lot of him playmaking. You've got a slasher, an Aaron Henry, who can get to the rim whenever, can also also hit from outside and dish, uh, and might be... I don't know, the second or third best playmaker on the team. Yeah. Another, and both those guys are further positions, probably above average passers. Mm -hmm. Hauser definitely, Henry as well. You got Rocket Watts, who Mm -hmm. is just explosive as hell at point guard, can create his own shot pretty easily, can hit kind of from anywhere, depending on the night, and is willing to take any shot. Also, seems to be the most crafty passer on the team, like he's really, got the most sizzle on a stake when yeah, he passes the ball. For just sure. finds yeah. different ways to make looks, and it's just really um, a high energy, sort of high style play of basketball. Kind of operates through him. You got Foster Lawyer, who just is honestly a solid table setter and just runs the offense the right way and can hit right a jumper from literally anywhere on the court. You've got Gabe Brown, who can dunk on anything, catch lobs, backdoor. Pick and roll lob, like whatever, fast break lobs. Everyone can run in transition. 
Josh Langford can hit from anywhere, can create separation, can hit uh, a step back mid-range jumper and can also get to the rim. I feel like I'm missing some people. Oh, Marcus Bingham can absolutely clean up around the rim, can get to the free throw line and hit free throws, can step outside and hit a three. That's like nine people. And, well, also to... Malik Hall as well. Malik I like Hall. Just I like miss Malik Hall. Like I miss Malik Hall. Who, oh, that's uh, fine. I feel like a lot of people have missed Malik yeah. Hall. But, like, man, that guy, he, he can he's ball good. out on the He's court, a really man. good player. Like, Absolutely. he can step outside and shoot it a little bit. He's handling it better this year. Sets good screens. Is a good passer. He had, like, a BS travel call on him that after he had a really nice dish for a layup. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't oh, yeah. have been a travel. He can do some of that. Like, and that's that's their first time, guys. I didn't even mention Kithier, who's going to TK get... Open under the rim somehow all the time. <laughs> he like, is so dirty with those like little slip backdoor cuts, man. He, he is. is. You you can like count on him for at least one of those per game. It's fantastic. TK yeah, just doing the grimy work. Ooh, there's the they just have so many different ways to attack you on offense, and everyone can do something really well on the offensive end. Like every single person on this team, one through ten, will say or yeah. one through nine, whatever it is, can do something really well on the offensive end. Like, I guess, it, okay, Kithier's going to be your weak spot, but, like, they're never going to ask him to do anything. Like, Kithier's not getting... He's the fifth option. Like, he's a fine fifth option yeah, to he's have not getting on the six, court, right. He's not getting six post-ups on the low block, go to work, big man. Like, no, he's <laughs> yeah, doing his taking job. Taking the office. Like, <laughs> he's getting putbacks. He's slipping uh, from one side of the room to the other, around a screen, and catching the ball, making himself available and making layups, and he got to the free throw line and knocked them both down. Like, yeah, this team can do a million different things on offense. Not to say that last year's team wasn't fun, because they were. And the way Cassius played is obviously was very exciting. But, you know, they the offense just ran him through a lot of screens at times. And, like, that was kind of it. And if you, like, almost no team had the ability to stop that, him and Tillman on a screen and roll, and then everything they could do off of that. But if you did, if you had the tools to stop it, then you could do a relatively good job defending Michigan State. If you want to defend this team, and I'm not sure, you know, we'll see what their ceiling is offensively. Like, I just feel like you're going to have a harder time. You're going to be need. You're going to need to be super versatile on the defensive end if you want to be able to kind of slow the entire MSU attack. And even then, you know, someone's going to go off. There, there's eight guys on this team that can score into double figures. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I mean, you're looking at maybe like what up to six, seven, even just outside threats too. If like the yeah. three ball is is how you want to die that night, like you got Henry Hauser, uh, Lawyer Langford, you could count on Hall maybe for a few, Gabe Brown for a few, and Rocket Watts. Like that, that's just seven right there that you can count on. And maybe Marcus Bingham if he wants to give them the old razzle dazzle yeah. for one or two uh, three pointers a night. Like seems got like solid outside shooting, and uh, yeah, it's that's that's kind of crucial in today's game, especially or not especially, but even in in college. Yeah. And they, I don't know, they, they, their shot charts are like all at the rim and all threes, and they just do a great job, like you said, moving the ball. Uh, like there's above average passers pretty much at every position, and one person who you'd be like, yeah, you know, Bingham can't really pass. Bingham's been passing phenomenal this year, though. Yeah, and he does everything <laughs> else in the court like a lot better than he did last year already, just in two games. Where it's like, yeah. okay, fine, the kid is not an elite passer, fine, what, whatever. He's still a menace on defense. <laughs> he's immensely improved passing. He's made some really nice passes already. The entire team does, and that's really fun. And and while we absolutely loved everything about the previous iterations of this team, I'm really excited to watch this one grow, and they're going to be really fun to watch. 
let's pause here. We'll come back. I want to talk about the defensive side of the ball, too. And we should probably, like, I don't know, maybe mention Marcus Bingham a little bit more. You brought it up a little bit, but, like, mm-hmm. that dude's kind of turning into a player, Matt. And I, I think you had, to take, already this year. Yeah. you had to take a couple uh, weeks ago or even last week that we should readdress. Uh, so we'll do that here in a second. But first, a word from Coors Light. These days, it seems like life forces us to be on all the time, but every now and then it's important to stop and hit the reset button, and that's when you reach for a cold, delicious Coors Light's mountain cold refreshment that is made to chill. Bang. Made to chill, baby. Matt, are you going to be chilling with some Coors Light tomorrow night or tonight? Well, I, well, I absolutely will. Come on. It's, it's MSU Duke. It's, it's the Champions Classic. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. We'll be chilling. Playing in a glorified high school gym. Chilling. I, I guess. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a go. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so disrespectful to Cameron Indoor. It's, it's, the history is phenomenal. Uh, well, I just tune in tonight if, you, if you're wondering why it's called a glorified high school gym. Like, it doesn't look like that, which <laughs> I guess uh, gives the it the charm, Will. It gives it the allure oh, yeah. of history. But yeah, yeah. No, We'll see how it does without uh, any fans in there screaming three feet away from players. Well, anyway, that, assume. Yeah. anyway, while we're chilling out, watching Michigan State play ball, we're going to have Coors Light at our side because it is the beer that is literally made to chill. Cold lager, cold filtered, and cold package. Literally, literally, literally made to chill. Mm. Literally made to chill. That's fantastic. Mm. Coors Light is the one we choose when we need to unwind, so when you want to hit the reset button, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, so Marcus Bingham's the starting center of this team, right? And not really, but, like, long-term, like, right? He's, yeah, or if not starting, like, the guy who's going to get the most minutes, kind of like what they're doing yeah. with Rocket and it's Foster early this season. Yeah, yeah it's, it's right, which I'm, I'm fine with for now. I mean, it's, it's very clear, like, who the better player is, and, like, that player is getting more run, or if not getting more run right now, they both had 15 minutes on Saturday. I think it will, the cream will rise to the top, the cream being Marcus Bingham. I think, yeah, eventually he is going to be the guy eating most of those minutes. But so far, like, yeah, it is pretty tight between Bingham and Kithier. Like, I'm not saying that Kithier's role is going to get diminished completely. It's very no, clear that Izzo thinks he's the number two center on the team. But back mm-hmm. to Bingham. But what do you... <laughs> Matt? Sorry, I, I thought I broke some serious momentum uh, that you were building up there. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, but back to Bingham, <laughs> and you were going to go. No, oh. I was I was just kind of hoping that you, that you, you would take it from there. That, that, that's a turnover yeah. on my part. No, you're okay. That was It was just weird timing, weird stoppage by you. It's not like this is the 500th episode of Locked on Spartans or anything. That's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll work on the chemistry. Uh, I wasn't going to say anything, but it is our 500th episode. <laughs> Happy 500, Will. Happy 500, Happy listeners. 500. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. You said last week, mm-hmm. when we did Reasonable Genie, yeah. I believe it was Reasonable Genie, it was that you wanted Marcus Bingham to have a junior year Adrian Payne season. Yes. And I was pretty dismissive of it. Sure, understandable. Too, dis- too dismissive, frankly. And then you pointed out the stats, and I was like, okay, yeah, you know what, 10 and 7, I could see that statistically. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks... Like, he's finally putting it together. Like, parts have been fully put together, and he's still yes. piecing it all into one beautiful picture. But, like, the roller coaster is just a lot of ups now. There's some downs still, but, like, he makes a lot of plays on both ends of the floor. Totally eraser at the rim. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, his presence is going to make it so much easier to play Foster Lawyer. Yeah, like, Totally. And it's also, like, 
So what? I think his first game he had six and two. Next game seven and seven. And just just to reiterate, so Adrian yeah. Payne he did average ten and seven in his junior year, but also Adrian Payne got twenty five minutes per game too. Yeah. Whereas Bingham hasn't got up to that yet, and I don't know if he ever will this season. Maybe, but I don't know. It's a pretty busy uh, center position, obviously. Yeah, we'll but see. it's still kind of like shades it's, of what you did see, especially with yes. you know, just like you were saying. The blocks category, like Payne averaged mm-hmm. one point three blocks. I, if anything, obviously he's on track to um, pass it right now, but it, I still feel like this is something that he could sustain the whole year. I know it's pretty crazy, like ask for two, like a little over two blocks a game. But Marcus Binghams is kind of a pretty crazy good defender, so I don't think mm-hmm. that's asking the world from him. He can definitely alter shots at the rim and offensively. Like he just looks smoother, more comfortable yeah, with the ball absolutely. in his hands. Sure. The the fadeaway jumper. Are you yeah. kidding me? Uh, hit a nice little sort of skyhookish thing as well over. That is um, unstoppable if he can, yeah, if hit he that can one get it down. Oof. And it, it looks smooth. Like previously, you'd see him try things. You're like, all right, I'm glad you're trying it. We got to get better. <laughs> but mm-hmm. like now, it's like, okay, I see it. Uh, the foundation has been lit or uh, laid. We're starting to put walls up. We're thinking about what kind of roof we want. I see it now. Um, so that's just been really cool to see. And like I said, his passing is significantly improved. And just like he hasn't shot a three yet, but just from the free throw line, like it just looks better. He's always had the ability to kind of shoot it a bit. Um, never, I don't know, I guess his reputation probably was better than his actual shooting because yeah, he's 6'11". Yeah, right. And, you know, if you're 6'11 and can take a jumper, it's like, whoa! Yeah, it, the, the whole age of the unicorn doesn't really help him with yeah. the expectations uh, department. But he, it, it just looks better. It looks smoother. It looks more repeated. Like, it looks consistent. It doesn't, I don't know, like, his his offhand looks like it's in a better spot. It just, I'm not a jump shot expert, but he just mm-hmm. looks smoother when he takes shots at the free throw line. And, you know, like, that fadeaway jumper, like, that's a... Good jump shot. So, yeah, yeah, his improvement, at least, like, what we're seeing, if it can continue and he can really, like, lock in and do that for stretches and play 25-plus minutes a game, that's going to be so massive for this team because, like, good God with him and Hauser, Henry, Watts, Langford, Lawyer, Brown, whatever, Kith, like, we already talked about, you got everything you'd want. Mm-hmm. On both sides of the floor. Um, and this could be a really, really special team. Is he the early leader of the clubhouse? And obviously a very small sample size of just two games. But, like, maybe most pleasant surprise so far this season as far as single player. Now, obviously Foster had 20 in that first game. But sure. it was it was also against the zone. Foster Lawyer was put on this earth to absolutely annihilate a zone defense that a yes. MAC team is running like. I'm going to need to see a few more games to anoint Foster as, like, the best pleasant <laughs> surprise this year. Sure. Uh, Langford also could be in the discussion right now. Yeah, it's I mean, tough he, to go he looks Langford. solid. He looks like he looks healthy. Mm-hmm, he does. And he, as soon as he knocked the rust off against Eastern, sorry, it's not going to work. No, I, I got you. As soon as he sort of knocked the rust off, like you could see it, the shots still there. Mm-hmm. He created some separation, hit a mid-range jumper, passing defense. He's an excellent communicator. Yeah, like yeah, it's it's it's. In terms of surprise, you're not going to get better than, oh, Josh Langford is seemingly Josh Langford. But non-Josh Langford category, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Bingham for sure. Like, he, he just looks a lot better than I thought he would. And really, honestly, kind of everyone is looking better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's, you know, we like everyone to think of... had, like, such a high floor is the other thing, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
We like to think of growth and improvement as linear, and it's never that way. Two steps forward, one step back, you know, it's a rocky thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone seems like they've kind of come into the season a step ahead of where they left off last season. Yeah, safe to say. And, yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree. And it's it's early. It's two games of against a bad team and a middling team that's probably not like, – I don't think Notre Dame's going to be a turn, tournament team. We'll see. Mm-hmm. They're certainly going to have chances in the ACC to prove that they are, but I don't think they will, and Duke certainly will be. We'll see. But so far, so good through two games, and really pleasantly surprised at just how many things this team can do well, how versatile they are defensively when they get after it. Like, good God, clamps, Matt. Clamps. And we're going to need some clamps against Duke here, Will. We are going to need some clamps against Duke. Speaking of, we will talk about the Blue Devils in just a second but first yes a word from built go built go built go is the energy gel from the makers of built bar mm. and it is the solution to breaking through your wall what what's your wall matt do you got a wall uh, surviving and raising a child. Uh, perfect. Well, yeah, and make that sure is a he perfect wall. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need Built Go. Whatever your wall is, Built Go will help you get through that wall. It is an energy drink. It is a protein bar. It is a pre-workout, all smashed into one easy to take one and a half ounce package of gel. And Matt, this isn't like your typical workout gel that's disgusting and you have to plug your nose to take it. No, this one you go for. These are delicious. Absolutely. Three wonderful flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. It's only an ounce and a half. You're going to wish it was like seven ounces. You're going to wish you had a big mm-hmm. just bag. Just a pint zip glass of it. Bag. 16 ounces, baby. <laughs> just slugging down Drink gel. your Coors Light, refill the can with Built Go, and then drink that go. after as a chaser. Ooh. There you go. It is the best workout gel on the market, and you don't get that terrible crash feeling like you do with some other energy drinks and right now go check out builtgo.com you can use promo code locked and you'll get 30% off your next order that's promo code locked for 30% off at builtgo.com let's go today's episode is also brought to you by home field apparel the goats the goats home field makes incredibly comfortable officially licensed collegiate apparel and we are sorry to hear about michael Penix jr that sucks that's, that's our good. hoosier our hoosier loving t-shirt brand that we love so much uh suffered a tough injury there but home field they uh they go through old programs yearbooks things like that and they find really cool old school vintage marks that frankly you probably haven't seen much uh even if you're like as big a fan as ms of msu as someone like sheehan and you've got all the memorabilia in the world they still find logos and make shirts out of them that you just haven't seen before it's completely unique apparel for schools of all sizes, too, Matt. It's not just Michigan State. No, no, sir. No, sir, we bought. Yeah, just in the state. They got Central, Eastern, Western, and Northern Michigan, Grand Valley, Fair State, Wayne State, UDM, and Hope. Fire up Dutch. Yes, sir. And they got Let's their go. vintage line for Michigan State, of course, which they dropped back in August. It is absolutely fire. Fire flames. Right now, you can get 20% off your first purchase of Homefield Apparel at homefieldapparel.com, promo code on Spartans. Make sure you order now so it's in time for the holidays. 20% off your first purchase, homefieldapparel.com with the promo code on Spartans. 
Every Tuesday at Locked On NFL, Luke Braun and Ross Jackson break down the Monday night football action and top fantasy storylines around the NFL with Tuesday Fantasy Forum. Luke and Ross are joined every Tuesday by a Locked On Fantasy expert to help you save your lineup with waiver wire pickups, must starts, and more. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Matt, so Duke, uh, Duke's only played one game. They have. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> uh, 22 turnovers for the Blue, blue, mm-hmm. do, do, do devils. Uh, Duke blue Devils. Blue Devils uh, in an 81-71 win over Coppin State. Baby. Yeah, so Coppin State is the 332nd ranked team in Ken Palm. And they beat Duke in the second half, 43-36, to baby. Oh. Yes, they did. Uh, do you want to just, real quick, mm-hmm. Coppin State went 11-20 last year. That's tough. Maybe a tough conference. The MIAC is a very, very tough conference, Will. <laughs> so it's a gauntlet. Um, they played, obviously, the MIAC. They played a couple of Power 5 schools last year. Okay. They played Virginia Tech. Okay. And Virginia Tech was not good last year. No. And they lost by 32. It happens. Bad, bad, bad officiating probably that uh, night. It's yeah. tough. They also played Miami. Okay, the U. Florida, the yeah. U. Uh, sure. They were not good. Yeah. They beat Coppin State by 31. Yeah, officiating once again. Yeah. Chop um, it up. Norfolk State, team in their league, beat mm-hmm. them by uh, about 30. That happens. Hey, tough night. Yeah, yeah they're, 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 Sh- they're, they're really... Shooting those goals sometimes. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were bad last year. Really, just a, a tough, tough team to uh, root for, and three of their key players uh, from last year's teams, last year's team were uh, seniors. So not only were they bad, they lost a lot. <laughs> they did, but you know what? They were able to get a moral win uh, against Duke. Luckily that is a very moral win. Uh, I will say, just because it's one thing, like yeah, Duke was terrible against Coppin State. It wasn't great, yeah. Even it like their best player. Yeah. So like Jalen Johnson, he's their their highest yeah. recruit. I think he was thirteen overall in the nation. He didn't miss a single shot. He went nineteen and nineteen. Nineteen points, nineteen rebounds, uh, but seven turnovers. Like yes. that's, yeah. that's when, when you get that up there, it's like, oh okay. So no one yeah. was really perfect this year. No, game. and I would expect a much, much better team, much better effort from Duke uh in this game. In terms of personnel, you mentioned the first person we should mention. Uh, yeah. Jalen Johnson, number 13 overall recruit in the class of 2020. Five star. Duke signed four or five stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, so that's pretty good. Uh, Johnson's the only one who started this game, but I think we might see more. Uh, their three biggest minute getters were Johnson, DJ Stewart, and Jeremy Roach. Uh, Jeremy Roach. Uh, and DJ Stewart are both freshmen as well, true freshmen. All three of those guys are five stars. Those are going to be, as they move through the season, the three most important players for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew Hurt, who you remember is like this stretch four, stretch five guy who had 10 points against MSU last year, hit a few threes. Yep. Uh, he's back. He's a sophomore. He plays for them as well. And then uh, Wendell Moore returned after kind of a disappointing freshman season. He's a former highly touted recruit. That we remember kind of an up-and-down wing guy. And then um, Joey Baker, uh, who's been there for a few years. And Jordan Goldwire, who is uh, actually a senior this year. Finally, his last year there, Jordan Goldwire. Uh, Those are two kind of 
I don't know, they started, but it looks like they're going to end up being rotational guys. We'll, we'll see how it shakes out because it's only their second game. Mm-hmm. But I imagine we're going to see a lot of Johnson, a lot of Jalen Johnson, <laughs> a lot of DJ Stewart, and a lot of Jeremy Roach. Um, they're three really fantastic true freshmen. Mark yeah. Williams is the other, real quick, sorry. Mark Williams no, is the other five-star guy, seven-footer. Um, only played four minutes. And then they got a couple other high four-star freshmen who played four in one minute. So, yeah, Stewart, Roach, and Johnson are the three freshmen that you're like, okay, these are the guys we need to take a look at and see what they got. Um, so, yeah, certainly a ridiculously talented team. Very young, as you would expect. Um, but they've got some guys, Matt. Yeah, they got some guys, and I thought like the most interesting thing is is that they are only a seven deep team right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, they have Mark Williams, Jamin Brayfield, uh, Henry Coleman. Like, okay, Williams played four minutes, Brayfield played four minutes, Coleman played one mm-hmm. minute, and that's against Coppin State. So, like, when the Spartans yeah. walk into town, and those I are all top fifty recruits. Yeah, they're, they're, they're okay all okay players. All yeah, they, they didn't recruits. get to Duke on accident, right? Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't a Jimmy Chitwood situation. Uh, so it. It's it's interesting that they only go seven deep right now, and I do like how MSU like could match up defensively against mm-hmm. the seven. And yeah, seven deep, but they're also very versatile. Like what the seven can do, like Wendell yeah. Moore, Joey Baker, they could play shooting guard, small forward. DJ Stewart, he could play. He's probably going to play shooting guard, but he could probably handle the ball. But then again, you got Jeremy Roche. He's another guy that can play either point guard, shooting guard. And then, of course, like you were saying, Matthew Hurt and Jalen Johnson, like that stretch 4-5 right there. Yeah. So where does that leave MSU? Well, luckily they got like pretty good defenders. If you have Foster Lawyer out there, like as long as Jordan Goldwire is out there too, like Jordan Goldwire, he's the fifth option on that team. Like mm-hmm. if you could stick Foster on him and avoid as many switches onto other guys as possible, that'd be a total win because Jordan yeah. Goldwire isn't going to be this – absolute threat so really it's kind of like a four-on-four game hopefully way <laughs> easier said than done when gold like when gold wire i keep on wanting to say yeah. gold water for some reason gold, gold wire is in the game but yeah, yeah i like how msu matches up defensively with these guys and yeah i mean don't get me wrong of course duke also has some pretty good defensive proudness on their end of the court too but right, defensive like, what I, proudness prowess Oh god! I, I, yeah, that's the second time this uh, this I think fall I've screwed that up. Whatever, you get what I'm trying uh, to say though. Yeah, they're not a big team. They're 104th in the country in average height. They have one guy over six foot nine, and it's Mark Williams, the true freshman who, like Matt said, played four minutes against Coppin State. Jalen Johnson is six nine. Uh, the freshman, and he, he's just super versatile. He's going to play four, um, but he can shoot it from the perimeter. Uh, can handle it, had five assists to go with his 19 rebounds. <laughs> it was pretty mm-hmm. good. Hit a three. Matthew Hurt, six foot nine, went two for five from three. Uh, but Stewart and, and Roach are both bombers from deep. Stewart hit four threes in his very first collegiate game and was their most efficient player uh, on the offensive end. Had 24 points on 18 shots. So that's yeah. just decidedly not terrible. And he's six foot two. DJ Stewart, he pulled down nine rebounds. So, yeah. The, the, the guard-on-guard matchup is just going to be awesome to watch. Like, yeah, whether it's like Jeremy it Roach against Rocket Watts or DJ Stewart against, what would it be, like maybe Lankford, perhaps I could see him yeah. switching on to him. Like, it, like whatever's going to go down around the perimeter, like that's going to be such a... If, if you were like a not-MSU fan or a not-Duke fan just watching for the love of the game, like that right there is going to be awesome to lock in on. But since we are state fans and we will be uh, losing our minds passionately, we might not pay that much attention to that micro-battle going on there within the game. Yeah, that'll be really fun. It is. It's two teams that kind of are, are similar in a lot of ways. Totally, Versatility, totally. not a traditional like 
big center in their main lineup. So though, you know, Bingham plays more than any center for Duke, they want to shoot the ball. They want to get after you defensively. Like, you know, it's a lot of 6'5", 6'6", 6'8", 6'9", guys, right? Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. It'll be fun to see how they decide to match up. And I'm really curious to see what Duke does from a minutes perspective because, like I said, only one of those freshmen started against Coppin State, but three of them ended up leading the team in minutes. And is that the, the trend that we see in this one? Does Jordan Goldwire go to the bench? Because, like you said, you're trying to look at like, okay, who's Foster Lawyer going to guard? How can they sort of hide him? Goldwire is the number one candidate. And then after that, you're kind of looking at some of the freshmen. You're like, ooh, I don't know how I feel mm-hmm. about five-star number 20 overall recruit being guarded by Foster Lawyer, but you're going to have to see some of that. Uh, yeah, should be really fun. Uh, it's going to be really weird to see Cameron Indoor without fans. Oh, as much that. as we make yeah. fun of it, it's a wonderful, wonderful environment for a college basketball game. Those wood bleachers are going to be strange. <laughs> Very, yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be nice to have kind of all the eyes of the college basketball world on MSU and on Duke, and should be a pretty decent chance for Michigan State to go get a road win against one of the top teams in the country. Like, I'm feeling really, really good about these two games, but this is like the don't get carried away game. Like, am yes, I, like I'm right on the break of, of getting carried away with what I think this team can do this year, and like, this is the ultimate gut check. Like, if they come out with a win, like, oh, and, oh boy, those expectations are going to be somewhere in the stratosphere, baby. Woo! But if they lose, it's like, okay, this team's still good, but like, maybe check ourselves a little bit. God, I can't wait for early overreaction season, baby. Let's get it popping. Yeah. Have you seen the uh, the point spreads? Absolutely not. Okay, Duke's a three and a half to four point favorite as of recording here Monday night. Spartan money line. Let's get it popping. Spartan money Spartan line. Money Let's line, do it. Baby. Let's go. All right, that's going to do it for us here on Locked On Spartans. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We'll be back tomorrow, where of course we will be breaking down everything that happened with the uh, Duke Blue Devils and your Michigan State Spartans, and if there's any. Pressing football news. Uh, we'll get to that. Luke Fulton in the transfer portal. We can maybe talk about that. Sure. Because there is some long-term ramifications of that. And dear God, Mel Tucker is going to be just scooping up linebackers in the portal this offseason. Yeah, he has to. He absolutely has to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get Dwayne Mathis as a linebacker. Yes. Write <laughs> it a rate review. Subscribe to the podcast. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, take us home. Guys, happy 500 episode. Thank you all for uh, letting us get here. Much appreciated. All right. Go Green.